So I am almost positive that at this point the kids are going to be on their way. <laughs> Tell them. Well, how big is the oldest to, one? Eighteen. Like, give them money and send them a check of cheese or something like. Yeah. yeah. They're at the park, so I know at this point. Oh yeah, they're tired. It's hot. It's hot. <laughs> yeah, they're gonna have to go to the mall or something. Yeah, like just go mall. walk around the mall. Okay, that's a good. Yeah. <laughs> Do your kids know that you're young? I always think that. It's crazy, right? So <laughs> even though I am kids? young, it still feels like their dad. I'm still like their dad. Like I try to like, especially my oldest. Like I try to like let him know, like, yo, you do realize that <laughs> I was just going through all this stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, like I'm young. <laughs> that you were going through. Right? Like, you do realize, like, I'm not like 60, right? <laughs> like you don't have like no, an old dad. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like I try I to explain some stuff to them. And I'm and like, I don't know if they can tell, right? Or like, does it even matter to them <laughs> yeah, at that exactly. point? You know what I mean? <laughs> Because like, are they aware that the we're... Big, the, the toughest thing is, like, I'll tell... Maybe I'll tell them something, and then they'll, like, go to their friends, and the friends will say something different, and then they'll come and find out that, you know, what I said was actually right. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, because your I'm friends young. are dumb, and I'm still yeah. young, but I'm not dumb yeah, anymore. Yeah, exactly. I'm an adult. Right? <laughs> I'm an adult. <laughs> Just not an old man. Right. There's a big difference. Big difference. Welcome back to the Imagination Upgraded Podcast. It has been a very long time. I have not done a podcast in so long. Do it. Since the pandemic, it seems like. But are you getting back into the mix of content creation and podcasts? And I stuff feel like that? I'm getting back into the mm -hmm. mix of it. And I, I feel like I never left it mm -hmm. purposely. Mm -hmm. But because of where the world went and how everything mm -hmm. shut down, it was kind of like, struggle mode like let me figure this out mm -hmm. what do i need to do i know a lot of people got more into content creation which was great i and think it, it was a mix i think you if you weren't doing it mm -hmm. you actually got into it uh, if you were doing it yeah you were like okay now what is i that? need to find yeah some, or like i need money. to take a break i need yeah. to i need to see this a little differently mm. um because yeah then the the pool got really crowded the pool got very crowded. It was so many people, and it was like, all right, let me see what like, else. What, yeah, what else is there? Or what What can I expand to? Like, I knew a lot of the lifestyle content creators that I knew. Mm -hmm. Their focus became making that content for the brand versus uh -huh. themselves. Versus themselves, Like, yeah. I don't need to post this. I'm making it for other people. Right. Um, yeah, just everybody I knew. Or it's like, if you had a podcast, but you're already a content creator, you were like, I'm not doing video. Exactly. Like, it's a pod. People like, want to do yeah. audio, and it, it actually has to be video. Yeah. And I think you and I, we had a lot of conversations during the pandemic kind of about, like, trying to figure out what to do with our content creation. Yeah, because it's hard. It was very hard. And I think one of the things that took me out of it, outside of, um, obviously, just figuring out, trying to get clients and do some work and keep money coming mm -hmm. and take care of the family, it was, I was trying to figure out how to get to brands. And mm. I think that that took me away from what I actually wanted, wanted to, to do. do. Yeah. Because then I started trying to change my content to how can I make this for this brand mm -hmm. or like brand specific instead of let me make this and then whatever brand aligns yeah. with what I'm doing, yes. let them come. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and we had a lot of conversations about that because you actually, I think you do that great. I do a lot of branded content, but I also realize that it shifts constantly. Mm -hmm. And so that's why it's hard to make it your focus. Yeah. 
as weird as that is, it's like something you got to know that you want to do, but it can't, it's also got to be like seamlessly just within your own content schedule. Mm -hmm. Just because like I've had years where I could have like a marketing agency reaching out to me so consistently mm -hmm. for branded work mm -hmm. that you're like, this is amazing. And then like the next year they themselves don't even have the gig like that. Right. And so you don't have the same brand partnerships mm -hmm. coming as frequently. Mm -hmm. um, and so it just kind of, yeah, it, it shifts. I found like last year I was doing a lot of um, like network stuff. Mm -hmm. So like if a new show was coming out, like they were reaching out to like influencers to make content. This year I haven't had as much of that. I've had more aligned with like beauty stuff, which mm -hmm. has been really good, good for me in general. But it changes so frequently that um, I find my focus becomes more on just like, what do I actually want to make? Mm -hmm. What do I like doing? And, and I see my friends kind of in the same space that like they'll have a time where they're like, okay, I'm doing all my brand stuff. And then they may be like, no, I don't know what to do mm -hmm. <laughs> because yeah. this is for a brand. So now I don't even know what I actually want to talk about. And, um, but it is, it is, it's a, like a blessed space to get into when you can get brand partnerships. But, um, but I always tell people, it's like the focus should be really, what is my brand? Exactly. Only because they themselves don't even know. Mm -hmm. Like I've mm -hmm. had brand partnerships come to me before where it started as one thing. And then like two weeks go by, you don't hear from them. And then they come back to you and they're like, oh, we're changing the direction. Mm -hmm. And then even when you send it, send what you've made. Mm -hmm. They got like five different edits. Yep. yep. And you're like, why didn't you guys just tell me that in the beginning, that that's mm -hmm. the language or that's what you wanted? And mm -hmm. it's because they themselves don't even know. They have no idea. How, or um, I always love when I get something. They're looking and, at you, honestly. They're yeah, they, they're like, you tell me what yeah, I what it tell me be. what it is. And then I'm going to act like it was mine. <laughs> yeah, basically. Like, that's exactly, I, that's what I told her. <laughs> I got, I've gotten ones before where the language that they want said is so scientific mm -hmm. that you're like, Hey, nobody would say this. Mm. Like, not a real person. Yeah, not a real person would, would not. not say this. Or, or the audience is not going to be attracted to this because of these facts. Exactly. Like, they mm -hmm. just does it work? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Do you like it? Like, but they're not going to care about all of these other things. And and but it's like, unfortunately, they're dealing with the marketing agency versus the company mm -hmm. and how they see. And so yeah, it's a it's a it's um. It's an interesting space. And even money-wise, I think people just see it as like, oh, it can just be big money. Mm -hmm. And it not always is. Sometimes, it, I think it just varies so extensively that you really, as a content creator, have to really stand by your rate. Mm -hmm. Because you may tell that rate and somebody may be like, that's too expensive. Exactly. Like, and you don't need to lower it. Like, that yeah. doesn't mean, oh my God, let me try and like, no, that's, sorry, we don't got the money for that. And that's just how that goes. But I know even for me in the beginning, it used to freak me out. Like, be like, Oh, I don't know. I don't know what to say. Let's talk about you, Andrea. Mm -hmm. So Andrea, I was doing a little research and I was digging. Okay. Where is the, where are these two albums oh my that goodness. you have? Oh my goodness. Because what? I could not find them. <laughs> I don't have them anywhere for anybody to hear. You don't have them. I mean, I have them. 
Well, <laughs> I, I need them. to hear this. Two <laughs> albums? I have them for my own enjoyment. Two albums. What, <laughs> tell me about that. I didn't even know you were a singer, first of all. Well, I don't pursue music, so I don't typically mention singing. But I sing. I mean, anybody that knows me knows that I sing, and I still get, I still get lots of chances to sing, um, from an acting perspective. Mm -hmm. But I don't pursue music, and I think that's sometimes confusing for people, because mm -hmm. um, something about talent, people think it's in a box mm -hmm. versus big. Versus big, right? And. I always tell people, I'm like, I don't know anybody that only knows how to do one thing. Mm -hmm. Everybody I know knows how to do like five things. Like, right. well, mm -hmm. I could really do them if Absolutely. they wanted. Like, mm -hmm. And then like 10 more things that they can do on a medium level. Mm -hmm. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Like, yeah. that I'm like, I, and I think people don't um, wrap their head around that, especially acting or actors. The average actor is a triple threat. Mm -hmm. The average. Yeah. The average actor one. is a triple threat. Mm -hmm. um, or at least a double. Like, mm, yeah. where I'm like, I always tell them, like, do I consider myself a dancer? No. But can I learn choreography? Yes. yes. <laughs> yeah. Like, but if none of this shit works out, will I be quitting and going on tour? Absolutely not. Um, because I'm not a dancer in mm -hmm. that way. Mm -hmm. um, but, uh, so, but anyway, yeah. I used to pursue music, like, for real. And I, when I was a little girl, like, that was my real dream, was I was like, mm. I'm going to be a singer, I'm going to be a singer. And... Uh, when I was a teenager, I had a record deal in Canada, and I put out my first album. And and Yo, she had a deal and like, everything. Yeah, like I was really pursuing music, and then um, but music is 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 hard. Music is very difficult. It is very difficult. Mm -hmm. It is very challenging. Being a woman in the music business is very challenging. Mm -hmm. Being a young woman in the music business is even more challenging. Mm -hmm. And I experienced a fair share of challenges mm -hmm. that were dimming my confidence and light in music. Okay, I can see that. So really, uh, the last album I made, I made it in 2010, and it was out of frustration. It's truly one of my most creative things that I've ever done, but it was one of my frustration because I was, I'd spent like the year in writing camps. Mm -hmm. Was like, that five, four, three, two, one? Mm -hmm. And I <laughs> just like you didn't even know I knew the like, name of like, it. But I like so. But it was like, yeah, I'd spent the year in writing mm -hmm. and just like studios and people and producers, and I had like all of these tracks, and I just didn't really know what to do. And um, and this is kind of like a time when you could put out a mixtape very easily. Mm -hmm. At the same time, I had my website, Those Girls Are Wild, where uh, Shannon and I we're multifaceted. We mm -hmm. did all the things we wanted to do on that space. Mm -hmm. And um, and so I made this project, put it out via that, and just had like a really great time. And luckily I was young enough that I had the energy and the fun and the mm -hmm. naivete yeah, yeah. <laughs> that like didn't really matter, but I had a really great time. And then basically where my pursuit changed was in kind of my, I always call it like my final hurrah, where I was working on my web series, Black Actress. Mm -hmm. I still had all this music and all this stuff. And I went to the label and I said, you know, I have this idea, like I'm gonna be making this visual. Like I have this music, like mm -hmm. let's just put it together. 
And they just gave me the hardest time. Mm-hmm. And it just was too, um, it just made me too sad. And I didn't like that feeling. I didn't like giving somebody the control over something that was given to me by God. Mm-hmm. I was like, this is my talent. This right. is my skill set. Use it as I please. Yeah, like why? Right. I don't need somebody to tell me when I can sing and not sing and how mm-hmm. it's supposed to look and what you're supposed to do. And I don't need that. Mm-hmm. Um, especially, yeah, it just didn't feel right. And so uh, for Black Actress, for my web series, I put all my music in it because mm-hmm. we needed music. And mm-hmm. I was like, I'm just going to put all my music in it. And um, and it was truly more fulfilling for me to do that, mm-hmm. to write a show, act in a show, and just as the soundtrack, use all these songs that I just had and not worry about if somebody was downloading it, if somebody wasn't, mm-hmm. if the numbers were big enough, if I was sexy enough for this person or not. Like, mm-hmm. I could care less. It was like, yeah. I'm in control of my shit, finally. And, um, and then after that, yeah, I decided that I did not enjoy the pursuit of the music business enough. Mm-hmm. As a creative, I felt too stifled. Mm -hmm. And so, and then also too, since I was a kid, I found the reaction to music in particular, Mm -hmm. unlike acting, when you tell people you're an actor, people don't typically be like, hey, act for me right now. Um, When it comes to singing or music, people immediately are like, sing for me right now. Right now, let me hear it. Right now. Like you could be at a bar. They're like, I want to hear right now. We like start I, doing that, I can't even like, tell you. Like I, exactly. <laughs> Give me. You got any monologues? Like just something. <laughs> like I can't tell you how many times I was somewhere, especially when I was young, and you just wouldn't know what to do. And some man would be like, "You sing? You just, you know, just give me some right now." And you're like. Exactly. What the fuck? Like, <laughs> we're in this, what? <laughs> like, exactly. it never made any sense. And sometimes you'd feel those pressures. Mm-hmm. People would make you feel like if you don't do it, you're not a singer. Mm-hmm. You don't really want to do it. Mm-hmm. You don't got the this, you don't got that. And you're like, I, it's, this is actually literally not fun. Yeah. Um, and so, so yeah, but I'm like, but luckily it's like, I've done lots of musical theater I get to sing. Uh, I I did a movie for Nickelodeon that I got to sing in it. Like, I did a whole television show I got to sing in Canada. Okay, okay. Like, so I always get opportunities to sing. Yeah. Um, or be musical. Even when I was a kid, it was like, I did the Natalie Cole story. And even in that, like, I had a whole scene where I got to, like, just be playing around on a piano. Mm-hmm. And so there's always somebody that uses my musicality to some extent. So you play piano also? Well, I, I do all the music stuff, but just, I'm like, I'm not going to be playing no piano for nobody. <laughs> I can get the melodies right for you myself. Got a piano right there. You can go. No, I'm like, but you know what I mean? And so that's why I was like, it. I had to, as an adult, to start to think about like, what do I want this gift to be that it will be enjoyable? I, and I had a few years where I was like depressed about it and I would like literally not sing. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then finally I started to be like, you know, I, it's like, I'm going to enjoy it and, and have a lot of fun with it and, and, and treat it like I did when I was a child, mm-hmm. where it, I, I felt good knowing that I had this skill set um, that I have trained and done all the stuff mm-hmm. for like anything else. Yeah. But absolutely. But now, yeah, no, now I could care less about my music being out for somebody to download. <laughs> It's I like, definitely jump right I'm on like the stream either, and Yeah, I'm like, either can, you have it or you don't. And so I'm like, see if I can pull it up. Yeah, I'm, I was just going to have it planned. I swear, in the house. I get like maybe like 
every week, every two weeks, somebody will be like, can you put this on? And I don't even respond. <laughs> like, I literally don't even respond to the message. If they're like, can you upload it? To I'm like, nope, it's like. Not doing it. Yeah, because I could care less. And I just think the, the way our, um, like, yeah, it's just not my pursuit. Mm -hmm. <laughs> is, it. It's not my pursuit in any way. And so it's just like, I, I feel very at peace with, with like, with that. But I say it all the time. I'm like a big believer that like God will make a way for me to sing in a way that makes me happy. I get that. Mm -hmm. I mean, I was the same way. So I started with doing music mm -hmm. and it's funny. Like you say, people ask you to come up and sing like with rapping. It was always like, oh. Spit something right now. Yeah, it's now. like right now. Like, I don't let's know go. why. I battle you like, bro. I'm not, Musical I'm, ability. They want you to do it on the like spot. Like right now. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know why. Like you don't get back. Well, I guess maybe if you're at a court and you're a basketball player, they'd be like, oh, can you dunk? No, you're but like, it's, it's like That's but more still. like kids' things. Yeah. Right? You know what I mean? You're like, what? Like, I, I you think you get full-blown adults like sing right No, now. right now. <laughs> right. Right this moment. And yeah, when I, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's the oddest thing. I guess it's kind of, it's the same as, actors when you say you're an actor mm -hmm. regardless of the person not recognizing you mm -hmm. they'd be like have i seen you can you tell me just some of the stuff what were you, what were you <laughs> and you're like why? <laughs> why there's never like i'm never like i never meet somebody that's a teacher and i'd be like mm -hmm. give me a math problem really quick, quick can you just like, break it, it down for me i don't know I wonder <laughs> is that, now that i think about it because dang you can might as just call me out because I do when I meet people that say oh yeah I'm actor like oh is anything I might have seen you in <laughs> people do it all the time like, it's just like it's like almost I, instinctual like what, what you know, have I, I seen you in anything because, like, I, I think it's because the arts and entertainment is still treated like this supernatural thing over here mm -hmm. and not like something that we all have we all can do mm -hmm. we all could pursue it mm -hmm. just like the next person mm -hmm. but we just you life told you not to nobody exactly. pulled that out of you because there is still training involved there's talent but then there's training and then pursuit that happens that makes somebody very good mm -hmm. get to the next level be an adult where they're doing it like that's all that's the difference mm -hmm. where and i think something about it though people don't see it the same like my mom works in a school and so often she talks to me about like a teacher telling her like, oh, I, I wish that I, that I did acting like your daughter did. Or I mm -hmm. wish that I can, like when I was a kid, I wanted to do that and I just didn't. Like, mm -hmm. you know, and you're like, yeah, something about um, the entertainment space. Pe that's why I think people ask to like see. Yeah, like it's kind of like I'm in the presence of a superpower. Yeah, there's something here. Like that, if you met Superman, like oh, I'll pick up this card. Yeah, like, like exactly. <laughs> you know You're like something about what you do, no one else can do. So let me see it right, right yeah. now. And I think that that's where um, it's interesting because I'm like, yeah, I think the arts in general is like this mythical thing for people. They don't get mm -hmm. it. They don't get why or how you do it. Well, you you also said uh, you know people when you were younger they told you not well they would tell someone like no you can't do that mm -hmm. like obviously you weren't told no and yeah no I wasn't. you're one of the well i don't know a lot of like child actors but you know you see on mm -hmm. tv you see online like they're kind of some they may have some issues but you are seemingly super normal <laughs> yeah. and nice I, I, like maybe you know, you're just putting that I on know, I know exactly this is an act this is <laughs> maybe me this acting. is all you <laughs> acting right now but, give me a quick monologue this is it right um I think my, I think my parents were 
lucky that they had enough ignorance to not know that they were supposed to be different to what they were doing, which was being normal. Mm -hmm. So my parents were more so excited about an interest. Mm -hmm. Whatever the interest was, got attention. Got it. So I did karate. I played soccer. I did gymnastics. Uh, like I said, where like music was just in general in my life. Mm-hmm. So it's like I started doing the flute, the guitar, the piano. Like it could be any instrument. Whatever you were interested in. Whatever I was interested in. It. it was like, okay. Mm-hmm. And so like singing, all of these things were treated in the same way. Well, okay, now we're going to get some lessons. Mm-hmm. Now we're going to like we're going to find how this thing really mm-hmm. turns into something. And what does that look like? What yeah. does that pursuit look like? Mm-hmm. And so um that energy was treated with everything that I did. Mm-hmm. Um and so I think that's why the the child actor life was treated no different. The intensity it's like my brother was really good at soccer. Mm-hmm. So we'd have like mu- like weekends that were dedicated to his tournaments. Yeah. My parents did the same amount of work that they would in terms of like taking time from work and all that mm-hmm. stuff as they would if I had a two-day shoot of a commercial. That was actually my next, my like, next question. It was the same. When you have, you, you just said your brother was an athlete. Mm-hmm. So I know having a son as an athlete and getting ready to go off to college and everything to play how much it took, like how much of my to like time get there, it took yeah. to like push him and like really like this is what you want to do. These are the steps that you have to go. Yeah, yeah. And like trainings and weekend travel. It's, and a, it's a commitment. Flights, all and this that's essentially what the parents are teaching you, that it's a commitment. Mm-hmm. And whatever. So like my brother was a kid actor too. And then when he hit like 13, he didn't want to do it anymore. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't like this like, no, you have to do it. Like, TV okay. is the be all and end all. It wasn't like that at all. My mom was like, okay, well then what is it? Mm-hmm. Like, and, and she, I remember like the focus was like, he was really good at drawing, but he also had interest in cars. He could cook like, mm-hmm. all right, let's put the energy into these things then. So we could figure one out which one is, is the thing. And it's like, now he's a chef. And it was like, yeah, but since he was a little boy, he was like, oh, you like cooking. Okay. Mm-hmm. Let's find ways cook. to cook. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. so that you can really do it. And I think that's what kind of um, helped me. So it wasn't treated like this Andrea special. It was just like, I do this thing, mm-hmm. but who doesn't do something? So especially in my school environment, I had kids in my school who they played hockey very seriously mm-hmm. and they had to be out of school for a certain amount of time or like, uh, like even being friends with Shannon, she was doing track in Canada for a really long time. Like, mm-hmm. and that was the thing that she did. So I had other people around me that, got a certain focus. Mm-hmm. I can see her as and a track runner, super long legs. Yeah, like it was just like, the, so, and then also too, I think I was lucky that like, the same kids I was in, elemo- in elementary school with were also the same kids I went to high school with. Mm-hmm. So by the time I got to high school and yeah, there's might be new kids here, everybody already knew me to be an actor. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't like uh, this thing. The only experience I had really in high school when I first, like grade nine, grade 10, is... I had a few teachers who just did not believe me when I like needed the work. Mm-hmm. You know, they need to give you the work because you're doing schoolwork on set. Mm-hmm. And so I had a few teachers that I was like, oh, I'm going to need like the next two weeks because I'm going to be away. Mm-hmm. And they were like, no. Yeah, like what? And I like what literally had to have like the principal away. come in. I'm like, I think back on it. I'm like, if I was white, they would have believed me in two seconds. But <laughs> yeah. mind you, uh-huh. you know, but so I think that's where I was fortunate that my life was, uh, 
normalized. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't like you're this, you're this like almighty special person doing this thing that nobody else can do. Mm -hmm. It was just like, this is what you do, but that's what that person does and that person and that person. So I think that child actor element um, became, like it was very neutral for me. And then finally, maybe when I, yeah, I'd say maybe when I was like 17, 18 years old, it was now my pursuit. Mm. It was like, I wanted to do this. Yeah. And my parents recognized that like I was really making the choice. I was making the choice from since I was a little kid, mm -hmm. but I couldn't drive myself to an audition. Yeah. Like, <laughs> but finally it was like, no, this is really what I want to do. And so it's like, by the time I hit 17, I remember telling my mom, like, I'm going to move to LA. And like, what does that look like for us? Mm -hmm. And so I started coming to LA when I was 17 and we just kind of got a lay of the land and like, networking and figuring what does this look like in the grand scheme of things um even when i when i like graduated high school but i was still on degrassi i had this hiatus but i wasn't going to go to school and it was simply because all the theater schools i was interested in you could not have like really any days off like you mm -hmm. couldn't like miss school for like three days yeah and, and so you were still working. I, I was working. And I was really torn on this, like, where I was like, I'm going to go to the school to basically learn what I'm currently doing. And so my focus instead was more like, I'm just going to work with coaches mm -hmm. and just do it like that because I'm in the world. I'm doing what I plan on doing. Um, and I think that that's what's allowed me to be, quote, unquote, normal for a child actor is uh, a lot of it was my choice and my parents gave me this energy regardless of what I was doing. And I think a lot of child actors that I meet, um, the money is the focus, mm -hmm. the fame is the focus, mm -hmm. the, uh, the like, you're special mm -hmm. is the focus. Mm -hmm. And like anybody else in life, the transition from child to adult is rough for all of us. Like, not everybody is a cute teen. Not everybody is a cute 20 something like that transition from what people like of you when you're nine is not the same as what they like of you when you're 19. And it's hard to navigate that in on a public space or with people really telling you versus, you know, when most people's glow up gets to be in private, mm -hmm. <laughs> like yeah. they don't need to do that with everybody else. And so I think pop out. One yeah. Day. Like those are yeah. challenges for mm -hmm. people to figure out. Um, and so yeah, I don't know. I, I, I do see a lot of, I have a few friends that it's like, even their content, like the stuff that they make is always around like, woe is me, the child actor. And yes, some people really did unfortunately have a negative experience with certain things. That's very real because this is still an adult's business. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I don't know. I think I was just fortunate that uh, like a few things I was just prepared for in life. One, I'm black all the time. Mm -hmm. So I'm black in the business all the time. And... Mm -hmm. So any kind of racism or microaggression or anything that I faced, I was experiencing in real life too. Yeah. <laughs> like, and so it's not like I was this crazy girl, like, why are they treating me like that? It's like, mm, you black. You so <laughs> this is what's happening. And so you learn to navigate those things. And I think, um, so I think I've, I've been, I think I've gotten the chance to season myself in this space, which has allowed me to more so see my career, see my life. As just like, I'm in it. Mm -hmm. This is it. This is what it looks like. It does not have, like, I am not just important only when I'm super successful. 
I am this all the time. And I think for a lot of child actors, it's really difficult to navigate the space of when it's a low period for you, of when you're not getting the same phone calls. You're not getting the, the agents not putting you out there like that. Or just the difference between somebody that saw your headshot when you were 17 and now you've come in and you're 23. Mm -hmm. You don't look 17. And they're like, oh, wait, okay. Like that happens to a lot of us. And I think it's more so just in, um, it's the people around you. And it's like what you tell yourself about your worth and your value. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's what I think, because I analyze it a lot, too, because I'm like, I'm like, I think it was fine being a child actor. I'd, I'd like tell people, put their kid in acting now. Like, you were great. Yeah, I'm like, it's <laughs> like, great. No, it was awesome. <laughs> yeah, like, put it in. Like, you'll learn how to talk to people. Mm -hmm. You learn work ethic. You get to do fun things. Mm -hmm. Like, I've had fun, crazy experiences. I did a commercial when I was a kid. I needed to, like, blow bubbles with gum. They bought me every kind of gum there was. I'm like, why would I have that experience? Like, this is amazing. <laughs> yeah, like, as a kid. <laughs> right. It's like, my dad was with me. He was like, this is wild. Like, it's just like, I've had lots of very good things happen. So I can't, I can't see it all as, like, negative. And I definitely can't see it as negative if now you're an adult who's managed to have a normal, successful life. Mm -hmm. And, okay, maybe you're not a series regular right now or whatever. But that doesn't mean you're, like... Life didn't work you're not out. Losing. Yeah. You know I mean? yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. That's what I'm like. Mm, mm. You're doing fine. Yeah, <laughs> you're doing fine. I don't know. When did that shift to where, like, okay, now I'm gonna show people the black actress? Hmm. Okay, so I read an article when I was like 13 that said uh, Drew Barrymore and Reese Witherspoon both owned their own production companies, mm -hmm. and a lot of their projects went through those production companies. And I just remember thinking. Not only, both of them child actors. Mm -hmm. Both of them were successful in Hollywood. Both of them were white. And they felt the need to control their content at a time when this was not like publicized like it that. It wasn't even a big thing. Like what year? I mean, this is what I'm saying. This is early. Okay. This is early on. That's super early. <laughs> like that, they, that I read this. Mm -hmm. I remember thinking, oh, I'm going to have to do the same. Like that, that, I just did not ever feel like the randomness of auditions was the way into anything. Um, and the business in, on a whole just seemed like the more ownership you have, the easier it is to navigate. And so I had had, I had done this film for Nickelodeon and I came out of it, came out of the filming experience mm -hmm doubtful of how much promotion I would get. And I'd already been on Degrassi as well, where I was often treated like just the black girl on Degrassi. And, and so I just kind of had a different perspective on the business in that way. I met with this manager who was kind of like, oh, you have this audience, you have all these things, you need to like put them in one place. And this is what really started my, my friend Shannon and I doing Those Girls Are Wild was both of us had our own ideas of ourselves mm -hmm. and what we wanted to do. And it was like no one was really going to give us that opportunity. Um, and, and really it taught us both content creation. It taught us just overall like independence of like what do you want to do? 
because we were aggressive about it. It was our first, like, starting of YouTube. It was, like, 2008, 2009. And so YouTube is early. Nobody even knows what you're doing on it. Even, like, the moment we started to get an audience, I would send it to my agents. They literally were like, I don't know what this is. Like, I <laughs> I don't understand what you guys are I doing. I don't know. This like, means nothing to Yeah, me. like, quite literally. Mm. Like, they treated it like my college years. They always say that. They're like, those are your college years. That's when you were in college. <laughs> and I was like, I'm not in college. <laughs> I'm making YouTube. <laughs> I'm doing work right now. <laughs> right now. Like, because Shannon and I set a schedule, like, a really intense um, content schedule. We would have like this, every Sunday we would talk for like five hours as friends and as content creators and make five days a week of content. Like really intense about it. Um, and intense in, we were trying to figure out strategy. We were like two young girls trying to figure out like, like how do we get an audience and where are they and who would like it and why would they like it and all of those things were happening. And, um, and so that was my early opening of like, okay, I can make stuff for me and get people to see me in a way that I was not being seen before. So on in the in these spaces I could focus on comedy, I could focus on storytelling, and before I was just at the mercy of hopefully you got a black girl in this script that you're going to give some real words to mm-hmm. and a character. Like hopefully they were going to do something like that and you know that was just a little too random and um and so I'd always had this idea for black actress. Didn't know when, just kind of thought, oh, I guess I'll do it when I'm like, I don't know, super famous or something. (laughs) And then web series started to happen. Mm -hmm. So the YouTube space, web series, all started to happen. Around what time frame is this? This is like, again, 2009 to like 2012, something like that. Mm -hmm. That that space, this like very magical space for... uh, content creators, and then especially black people. Mm -hmm. Because a lot of black people were really saying, I'm going to make the thing nobody's making that I think I look like as a black person. Mm -hmm. It's like, it's almost like that concept of like, we are not a monolith was like really being heard because you had awkward black girl, you had black and sexy TV, you had like all these different people just trying their best to tell a story that no one else was telling us. And I went to this great event in New York. Um, at the time, the relationship I was in as well, like he was a part of this event. So, and, and it was Issa and it was Numa and Dennis. And they were all talking basically about like not getting the green light from studios, from anybody else. This is why they went to the web. And I had always told him about this black actress idea I had. And he was like, why don't you make it a web series? I was like, mm, maybe, yeah, yeah, why not, you know? And it was in taking that leap that like really solidified for me that I was like a producer mm-hmm. because I really like, I learned like, yeah, this is, this is the space I really like being in. Also, like I said, from a little girl, I just didn't believe that I was going to get a fair opportunity mm-hmm. if I left it to the others. <laughs> like I just didn't think that. And the shift, I wish I could have filmed it in from where I said I would send these YouTube videos and what we were doing, and they were like, I don't know what this is, to, hey, can you cut this up into a reel for me? Mm-hmm. Hey, this person wants to meet with you because of this thing. Because of this. Hey, this agent is now more interested in you because... I was like, oh my God. <laughs> I 
was like, I knew that. I you knew that. It. I knew that. I, I knew that. But and and it's been still to this day the thing that gets me most in the door is the fact that I make my own stuff. And so I like I just think that that article that I read when I was little um really just was the spark of that because I really I still to this day like love Reese Witherspoon. I just think she's the best. And Same. like to see her say that back mm-hmm. then was like, of course. Mm-hmm. And then the crazy thing is Reese Witherspoon last year sold her production company for $900 million. Her production company was going crazy. Though. Like, $900 million. Dollars. But, Do you understand I mean, she had how- an HBO show. Yeah. Right? Like, and, like oh, she had she uh, Little Fires Everywhere. Little Fires Everywhere. Big, a big Little Lies. That, they were both no. That's Little Fires HBO. Everywhere was Hulu. Yeah. Big Little Lies like, was on HBO. HBO. Like, morning show. I don't know. If yeah, the morning that, show. Like, that listen. She's been working like crazy. Seriously. But do you understand if some if somebody's million. buying the company for nine hundred million, that means they believe they're that it's worth way more. way more, way more, way more. Not sort of more. No, way, <laughs> way more. I couldn't even wrap my head around when I read that. I was like. Shout out to Reese. Congratulations. Hundred million dollars somebody bought your company for. That's insane to me. And again, it's proof that it's like, yeah, it's about ownership. Mm -hmm. And all about that in this business, it's like the connections, yes, is always gonna be something. The networking, a hundred percent. The relationships, most definitely. But then also it's about creation. Like you just have to create. And really create, really not like just say I'm creating, no, but like continuously create. And really, you're ultimately doing it for you more so than praise in an audience. And I think that's the big thing that really helped me was it was like, I make these for me. I make these because my brain will go crazy if they don't get out. Mm-hmm. Like they have to be in the world. So once you take off that pressure of like, it's got to go viral or it's got to this, it's got to that, it doesn't really matter because you're making something to be able to show that you make stuff in general. Because mm-hmm. there's so many people that can't. There's so many people that can't just have that meeting and just be like, here's my demo reel or here's the, here's the kind of work I'm capable of doing. Right. Um, yeah, I just, I, I really got, I really got to see that from an early age. And then I think, again, the naivete of being young and the aggression of being young, of being like, I just need to do, is what allowed me to be, <laughs> to not care and just do it. <laughs> because I'm like, now, I don't know. Like, I'm like, hmm. Back then I could care less. So I was just like, I'm doing it. I'm just, we're, we're gonna make stuff. And, and we really did. And it, but it taught me on how to be a producer. So by the time I got to Black Actress, um, I really felt like, oh, I know how to make stuff. And I remember one of my friends coming to set and she was like confused. She was like, who are all these people? Like it was like a set. Yeah, and full set, and full she crew. in her mind, I think, just pictured me being like, all right. Yeah, right. <laughs> <Yeah>. Action. <Here laughs> <we> go, <guys. laughs> and she was like, what's going on? And I was like, like all my worlds are meeting. Like I've grown up in television. Like I've been making YouTube content. Like it. now I'm finally in this place where mm-hmm. this is the only way I, s- this is my production. This is what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I've, yeah, I've just been lucky. You had some some big names in there too, like in black actress. Yeah, yeah. No, we were lucky in the sense of like for it to be the quote unquote little YouTube. Yeah, no, we were we were really lucky. You know what was crazy is so at the time, Issa was looking for content. Mm -hmm. So Issa was the first person we put it to because we were putting black in the title. I didn't want people to compare it. I wanted them to just see it as like 
we're all together. Mm -hmm. And so it was a perfect person to partner with. And then, then somebody I knew knew Tatiana Ali. She was the first interview we did. At the time, I couldn't make the interview. So they actually just interviewed her without mm -hmm. me being there. Then just coincidentally, right after that, her and I ended up doing a movie together for BET. Wow. Just, just out of the blue. Yeah. Did you tell you were in my production? And that's what I said to her. I was like, you're the first interview. And she was like, oh, my God. You weren't even there. Yeah. <laughs> By the end of that shoot, Tatiana was so invested in the idea of black actress. Mm -hmm. That she like was like, I have to be a producer on it. Like, I just have to help you with this. And so a lot of the interviews were like that. Like somebody just knowing my story, knowing my um, excitement for telling the story of black women in film, mm -hmm. that they were like, you know who we should get? And they would they would call that person they up. Would call that person. And so it like really worked out in like a sisterhood way. That's awesome. Um, and that's how I see black actresses. Mm -hmm. So I was really excited that all of them treated it like I'm gonna call. And it would be like after their interview with me, then they'd be like, I'm gonna get Vanessa, or mm -hmm. I'm gonna get Essence, I'm gonna get this one. And so you're like, oh, this is this is amazing. And and because I wanted them to also feel comfortable and to feel free to talk about their experience without thinking that I'm throwing them under the bus mm -hmm. or it's just for my benefit. Mm -hmm. It's like, no, it's it's because I love black actresses. Yeah. <laughs> like, I love black women in this space and all the crazy that we've had to deal with. Super famous, just mm -hmm. starting out. It doesn't matter. We always, we all have these same stories mm -hmm. of like hair and makeup or somebody's not really paying any attention to you and all of that kind of stuff. But um, but yeah, it was just like, a, I had a real synchronicity moment of from the time I had the idea to uh, getting Issa to partner with it to the interview with Tatiana to then just shooting a film with her coincidentally um, to then getting it made. Mm -hmm. It Yeah, just everything aligned. I was lucky. See, I love that. Like, dudes, we don't do that. We'd be like, <laughs> all right, bro, good looking. <laughs> See you later. Give me if you need something. Like, I ain't calling nobody for you, man. Yeah. Like, and that's wrong. Like, yeah. I, I don't call, call anybody and tell anybody, yeah, like, yo, yeah. you need to link up with bro. Yeah, like, yeah, bro do yeah. this, bro do that. But, like, we don't. We, and I don't know if it's necessarily, well, I guess it could be an ego thing. Or is it more of just, like, we just don't even think like that. We I think I like, think men don't naturally think that way. Yeah. Women, unless they're already connected more, to them. Unless we're already connected. Like, I know, like, guys that are, like, like if they're Greek or something like that. Like, mm -hmm. they all went to the same HBCU. They're, like, naturally already connected. Yeah. So now they're going to do it. But yeah, in terms of like, did they just meet a guy and think he's great? I'm going to tell somebody else. Yeah. And that's what I try. <laughs> I do. I do try to be that. Like I meet somebody who's doing some stuff like, yeah, man, you know, you should link up with my guy because he does this. I'm going to link y'all on Instagram. I put y'all in a group chat. Yeah, whatever, yeah, yeah. You know, something like that. And I think we need more of that in order to kind of, you know, you understand. Like, oh, we definitely. definitely. Well, that's that's the thing. The business that is, 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 is that. It is like a web, right? Like, especially like filmmaking, like you just keep hiring the same people you like. Mm -hmm. That's it. You you find a crew and you stick with you them. You just keep sticking with keep them you on. until they, you know, somebody messes up, you're not going to work with them anymore. Mm -hmm. But if they don't, if they do good work and you like working with them, even if they don't do great, great work, mm -hmm. if you just like working with them, right. you're yeah. going to be like, come on. Come right. on. And then you know their limits. You're like, all right, no, he yeah, can't yeah. do <laughs> But he like, can he, do. But he can do this. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> I mean, I know that well, and I'll and I'll still figure it out. And so, yeah, it's it's. But women, um, not all the time, but women, especially black women, I find, 
really do try to connect. Mm -hmm. And so I've been really lucky that like a lot of the things that have happened for me have been like a black woman championing for me to somebody else. Mm -hmm. uh, just being like, I really like what she's doing. And so take this meeting with her. Mm -hmm. And and yeah, I, where I'm like, I really do give a lot of kudos to black women in this business mm -hmm. that are open because I do know people that have had not the same experience, but like that are open and supportive will be like, trust me, you need to talk to this one. Mm -hmm. They'll help you out. And it goes a long way because otherwise I don't know how you do it. Let's talk about, you know, our project that we did. Yeah, like, actually, yeah. how do we even, okay, let me run it back. We met. Because of Samantha. Because of Samantha. Mm -hmm. All right, I wanted to make sure it was because of Samantha. Yeah, because and I do super, remember, which I, I still love. I still think oh, about I, it. I love Samantha. I talk <laughs> all the time. Uh, especially when I'm like looking for Hey, you want to write something? Yes, I got yes. This idea. But the idea that she had presented to us, I still want to do it. Honestly. Still want to do it. I still want because I I still love it. Still yeah. think it's great. I just remember at the time, we are both more seasoned than her in this space, mm -hmm. where she was like, maybe we could do crowdfunding. And I remember both of us were like, no, no, <laughs> we are not doing crowdfunding. <laughs> yeah, and that is that just, was... that's an absolute no. We and both yeah, like, <laughs> like, no, 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 thank you. And, and, but it's still a project that I think about because I'm like the world that she wanted to create, mm -hmm. the characters, like it was great. It just, you knew from reading it though, it needs like a budget. It needs a it home. Did. But have you seen the boys on Yeah, Amazon? no, it's similar. It's the same. It's, it's, but the boys like, is more evil. It's more evil, but it's kind of in that world that she was trying super, to create. Like superheroes and real people, yes. Right, superheroes and real people. Yes. Mixed. The boys is super evil. Like, yeah. It's horrible. <laughs> yes, completely evil. But, but yes, it's the same idea, which is why I still think, oh, there's room for it. Mm -hmm. But it just... Um, it. Only because my brain, anytime I pictured it, I just pictured it big. Mm -hmm. And I was like, it needs something big. Yeah. And so that means it needs a big production company, mm -hmm. needs a big showrunner, needs a big producer involved. We should circle back around. We should. Like, we should yeah, like, go it's through those scripts and just kind of tighten them up. And it's good. It was up. good when she presented it to me. Yeah. I could see it. was good when she presented it to me. And yeah, I was like, it. I can see this. I can totally mm -hmm. see it. And just, I just knew, though, I was like, it's not uh it's not a quick web series budget. It was not a quick web series, <laughs> but it was it was great. Yeah. So uh so we did meet the, I couldn't remember if well, I remember when Sam told me, you know, about you mm -hmm. and then I went to look you up and I was already following you on mm -hmm. YouTube. And I was like, Oh, okay. So that's why I'm thinking like, did I find her on YouTube? <laughs> yeah, or yeah. It was Sam. But it was Sam. And then from there, you and I we kind of started talking, mm -hmm. we built a little relationship and then I brought the idea of doing the uh the series with you, like this kind of anthology with Yes, series. yes, and yes. And then you came up with your idea mm -hmm. of Laurel Ave. Laurel Ave. Yeah. Which was really fun to do. And <laughs> I, think, I think about that because I was like, I was like, okay, I'm gonna do whatever I can to mm -hmm. support you on this. Yeah. So we just shot that over what, a weekend and then we did a pickup. Yeah, it was basically a we weekend. Did a yeah, one pickup right? day. Mm -hmm. And then was it like two days or one? I, remember. Yeah, I, think, I think it was just one pickup day. Yeah, one pickup day. But did we shoot for two days or one we day? We shot for... Two days. Two days. Yes, yes. We shot at your apartment. Yeah. We were at the pool. Mm -hmm. And then the second day... Wait, we shot one inside the and house. And one outside. And then... Was that all in the same day, though? That's why I'm like, it might all have been I think the we might have did just a total yeah, two days. Yeah, yes. I think we shot one day. Yeah, like aggressive. We shot, a, aggressive we shot an aggressive day. day. <laughs> and then we did a light, like, pickup yeah, day, yeah, which was which was really good. Yeah. But that's always super interesting because you took your 
now husband. My now husband. And just was like, hey, you're going to act. Well, you know, <laughs> he had given me one idea for it. Uh-huh. And he'd never tried acting before. But I like I'm big on more so what I can see in my mind versus if you're like an actor. You could see him. And yeah, and I could just see him in it. And so for that reason, it was like, well, why not? Like it can't, mm-hmm. it can't hurt. And I mean, he's dramatic as a human. Yeah. Uh, so. And that's the thing, right? If you, yeah. you're, if you're, uh, just say, if you're a low budget filmmaker starting off and you're looking for actors and actresses, just, just you. cast someone as themselves. Yes. You it's know not what I mean? hard. Like, exactly. I don't need another person. I don't need you to act like another person. Just act like I a just version need you to of you. Be a version of you. Yeah. And I mean, acting is that essentially all the time. Mm-hmm. That's my tip for the day. Yeah. It's just like, <laughs> I, I had this discussion once with a group of friends that I was like, the only difference that actors are doing to your average person is we are observing ourselves mm-hmm. and honing in on our different range of emotions mm-hmm. that the average person is not doing. But the average like person is putting on the same amount of masks as everybody else. Like mm-hmm. the same way you are at the gas station or at work or at the gym or with that family member. Like it's not all one version. Mm-hmm. And um, and so, yeah, with him, it was like the way the script was, like it just was going to be a muted version. that I was mm-hmm. like, I think this could this could be fun to do. Also, everybody around him was an actor mm-hmm. or a performer. Yeah. He is in the music business, mind you. Mm-hmm. So he totally understands performance. I think that pushed him too, like having just like real yeah. actors around him. Yeah, like, like you gotta try. Right, well, let me, yeah. But and it was fun and it was quick. It was mm-hmm. like, and he knows us. So like it wasn't like, yeah, it was it was it was very interesting. It was interesting for him because after he did it, he was like, oh wow, like that's actually much harder than I thought. And mm-hmm. Um, and all of those things. But then he also had, which I'm totally like this, like he didn't really want to see himself. Yep, didn't really want to, like all of this. Did he ever eventually watch it? I don't know if he has. (laughs) But I'm like that. I don't like to watch myself. So I totally get that. Like Mm -hmm. that. um, But yeah, I thought thought it was a really interesting experience because it was like, uh, it was like a hard task for you. You were doing multiple of those. Yeah, <laughs> so, I took on a lot at that point. Yeah, um, which was really it was it in total it was supposed to be four. Yes, four things, and two of the four ended up coming out. Yeah, yeah. So two of them were shot and released. Mm-hmm. One is on all black mm-hmm. right now. That's and the one with Tammy. The one with Tammy Townsend, yep. mm-hmm. and then the other uh, is yours is on Red Grade TV, mm-hmm. which is mine. Go mm-hmm. check it out. Woo-woo. Free fourteen days. Uh, <laughs> I gotta get some. I gotta get some more content up there. I know right? that's that is what you took on that was hard. Is basically was starting a streaming hard, service. Like, and that's when I, that's when I ended up having the conversation with Dennis. Mm. That we talked about that's earlier. right. That's how that came together. Uh, Dennis and Black and Sexy TV. Mm-hmm. I I called him and. Uh, Actually, I, I mean, I really just wanted information, and I'm not the kind of person that's going to be like, hey, give me your information. Yeah, I don't yeah, know yeah, you, you so I'm just like, hey, I can, you know, I can pay you something. Like, mm-hmm. what do you want to talk to me for, like, two hours? Yeah. So, you know, I just gave him a couple bucks just oh, to nice. talk to him for a yeah. little bit. You know, I, I respect people's time. Yeah, you that's know? nice. So that was a hard one, but I still I still believe in it. I still want to do more on it. So. Yeah. So you get ready to do part two. It's, part I two. mean, mind you, it's like, it's, it's one, it's incredible that you are capable of even creating it. Mm-hmm. 
but it is a big task. It's a big task. You <laughs> need a team. Like, you need a team. And that's my problem. It's usually just me. Like, we sat here talking for an hour and a half because I was setting up, like, <laughs> I was setting up cameras. I was setting up What everything. do you think that is? Is it just because you, you know your capabilities and so you just start to move right away? I think so. I think um, I've always had a, a thing of, all right, well, nobody's moving. I'm just going to do it. Yeah. And that's actually not even partially, mostly how I got my name, Champ. People started noticing mm, yeah, that. Like, yeah. It's Champ. You just want to do everything, right? And that's kind of how it, it stuck. That's, where, that's yeah. where it stuck. Well, I guess the thing is then that space, because I know that space. And I realize it's a mix of knowing how to lead yourself properly. Because mm-hmm. you got to, yes, sometimes you're the mover. Mm-hmm. But you also got to rally the troops. And that's the that's Otherwise, the you really can't get it done. Mm-hmm. And then, but I also, I'm like, what I want to say is I'm like, and I keep trying to think about it, like, it's the movement that will hopefully align you with the people that also are movers. Mm-hmm. And that's, I think that's what, that's why I gravitated to you so much. Cause mm-hmm. I feel like you were kind of like the same, but you knew how to like put people to places. <laughs> yeah. So I was just like, look like, Oh, what are you doing? <laughs> hey. Call you on FaceTime. Hey, what you got going on? I'm like, oh, okay. How'd you put that together? Like, you know, I'm trying to like pick up that game. Yeah, from you, I you think, know? but I think, and I, it's a delicate balance of knowing how to attract the right people to move forward. Because I used to have a time where I was the mover, so much so, but everybody I had around me was not necessarily, and so I was always frustrated because I felt like I was bringing somebody on board mm-hmm. more so than having somebody like inspire a mm-hmm. move. And that was more what made me be secluded yeah isolated then i had to start to focus in on my skill set as a mover Mm -hmm. like my skill set is in connecting with people um in ideas and in finding the right people to get the stuff to to move versus like i can't set up cameras i'm not gonna find the right equipment terrible at knowing what to do with sound like that's where i'm not skilled so I instead start to think about well who do I know that that's really what they would do and I think that's what helped to shift it for me because and not to be like oh these guys are like leeches but I think you'll find a lot of people who will just kind of like hop on your back because that's easy to do Mm -hmm. but they might not be contributing anything and you're like wait what's going on right now like I actually don't need to do a lot of I don't need like endless brainstormers Mm -hmm. I need somebody that knows someone. Like, do yeah, yeah, like, do you know done? that person over mm-hmm. there or not? Like, that's it. Or that's what the brainstorm is about, is that we both know a certain amount of people, who's the right ones kind of thing. Like, that's, and so I think that's what started to help me. And and then, honestly, just putting it out there that you, like, you need a certain partner. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, like I, I, I used to think a lot, like I used to feel frustrated, like I wasn't meeting. And then it's like, no, I just got to start to put it out there, like in the same way, like anytime I talk, like whenever somebody's looking for an assistant, they're like, they 
put it out to like everybody. I'm looking for an assistant. Do you know an assistant? Do you know somebody? Da, da, da. And I, I used to find it kind of the same way, like especially like my beauty project, for instance. I kept saying like I need a producer who can do the work that I can't, who gets the idea. Mm-hmm. Like, and no matter who I spoke to, that's all I spoke about. Mm-hmm. And so when I was even talking about the project, it was like, this is, I've done everything I can. I now need someone else. Mm-hmm. And then eventually I aligned with the right person. So I kind of treat my projects the same way I would treat finding the movers versus the shakers. Mm-hmm. It's like, you just got to keep talking about it. But yes, naturally people who are like, I can make things go, I'll just like to be around each other. Cause you're mm-hmm. like, it can get frustrating yeah. <laughs> being around the others. But I learned early on that I was like, it's also best to focus in on your skill set because I meet movers a lot or at least I've met one recently who is a mover but in a way that I actually think will create burnout because they're focused on doing every single thing and not on the thing they're very good at you talking about me no like on the- <laughs> and I'm like yeah. but this is like literally somebody else <laughs> I do only try to do yeah. stuff <laughs> like and <laughs> and so they think their skill set is in the, just that they keep moving mm-hmm. And in reality, they're more a frustrating person to deal with. Oh, really? Because you're like, that's not your skill over here. Mm-hmm. But yet you're trying to involve yourself in that. So it's almost like their moving ends up being a bit of micromanaging. Got it. And I and I have been big for years now on being like, I do not micromanage. Mm-hmm. Please show up with the skills that you have that mm-hmm. I do not have. That's why I'm realigning. Yeah. And, and so, but I, yeah, very recently met this mover. Who is a mover? They do make mm-hmm. things happen. However, I'm also, when I am around them, I find myself like, yeah. what is going on? <laughs> and that's because they are like involved in everything, mm-hmm. regardless of if that's what they know how to do. Mm-hmm. See, I think that, and, and you know, me saying, how are you talking about me? <laughs> <laughs> because it's kind of like, I am, I am like that, but I am in no way, shape, form a micromanager. Like I am yeah. happy if you yeah. go do it. Do yeah, something and take it. it off of my plate. Me like, too. I am excited. I don't want to micromanage at all. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like if I'm if I'm looking at something you did, I may be like hey, a little suggestion, mm-hmm. but I'm not. Other than that, yo, that's it. Go do it. That's good. Like yeah. I, I just need somebody to do this. Can you do it? <laughs> yeah, go do it, please. Please do it. I don't want to do it. You know what I mean? <laughs> that's exactly how I feel. I had a scenario with a friend early on that caused us to be in a bit of a fallout because we're in a disagreement because. And this is why I say the difference in the different type of movers is what we'll call them. I knew my skill set was in the big picture. I could find us the location. I can find us the people. Mm-hmm. I can find all those things. I'm not going to touch the camera. Mm-hmm. I won't be picking up no lights. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to be moving them anywhere. Not doing that. None of that. Mm-hmm. And she thought I should have been. Mm-hmm. She is the type that regardless if she knows how to do it, she's going to just try. Mm -hmm. Because she thinks that that looks like a better asset for everybody in the room. Like, okay, you you know, everybody needs to move that couch, right? I'm going to try and move the couch first. Mm -hmm. Instead of being like... It doesn't help. There's two strong men here. (laughs) They can move that couch. There's somebody taller than you here. He can pick that thing up. Like, Mm -hmm. And we got into a really big disagreement over... Uh, being in the space and being um, an asset in the space. Mm-hmm. And I really like dug my heels in the ground to be like, 
that is not my skill set. That is not where I shine and thrive. I don't need to. <laughs> so I can more so delegate mm -hmm. on who should do it if we're having a hard time in that. But I don't don't want to do it. It's not my, it's not where I shine. Mm -hmm. It's not how something's going to get done. It's probably actually going to be worse yeah. <laughs> because I'm going to waste the time because I'm not strong enough to pick mm -hmm. it up. I don't know where it's really supposed to go. Like uh, packing up all the equipment, I'm going to keep asking you where these things are supposed to yep. go <laughs> versus the person mm -hmm. that knows where everything's supposed to go. And I started to realize that in life, I meet that kind of person all the time. Mm -hmm. Like I said, where they're doing everything yeah. and they think that that makes them look really valuable. Mm -hmm. And you're like, it doesn't. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you need to bring in the people that know those spaces and know them well and focus in only on the thing you know how to do so well mm -hmm. that people will now start to come to you to that. Obviously, you can expand yourself where you could say, I'd like to get a little better at that. I'd like to know a little bit more about this thing, mm -hmm. like, but I also know my limits mm -hmm. and that is a skill set in itself in mm -hmm. knowing your limits. You know, that also, that also can work against you mm -hmm. when you think that you being a part of everything or you doing everything makes you more valuable. Mm -hmm. It also can, it also can devalue you. And mm -hmm. the reason I say that is because there are a lot of times that I had to kind of slow down because I do know how to do a lot of things. Mm -hmm. Like I, I learned a lot of things. I practiced a lot of things, but then like, let's say if I'm dealing with a client and a client won't understand me not sending them like an itemized list, list yep. of a budget because no, I already like, know how to do all of that. Yeah. Yeah. But even if, even so, if I'm like, all right, let's just say I'm going to direct and I'm going to DP. I am not going to get paid as one person. You're going to pay me as two people. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. it's different. That's what I mean. You're going to pay me for both jobs mm -hmm, at that point. Mm -hmm. And if, you know, for example, like, they may see that and then they're like, oh, well, it's just you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, no, yeah. I'm bringing you two skill <laughs> yeah, sets. Yeah, yeah, two skill three sets. Three skill sets, four, whatever yes. it may be. Yes. I can just very well say, like, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm only going to direct and then mm -hmm. I'm going to hire out mm -hmm. all these other people. And then what do you say then? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's what I mean. Like it can also like be. Yeah. That's why I think, I think there's, it's like, there is power in, in really knowing yourself and knowing, sure, there's a lot of things I can do, but then there's some things I cannot do and I don't want to have to do them. Mm -hmm. yep. And, um, and just because I'm the kind of person that to get up and get things done, mm -hmm. doesn't mean you should be putting this on to me. Exactly. In any way, there are some things sure I'd like to pick up and get a little better at, mm -hmm. but for the most part, no, I'm, I'm like very big on being like where does your limit begin and mm -hmm. end like tell me now don't act like you're the person that's just gonna everybody's gonna come to you for every single thing it's like that's exactly. impossible that's, mm -hmm. this doesn't even make any sense and so that's why i'm like 100 percent with you it like really can devalue you especially because it can devalue because it's also chaotic it's also chaotic yes the person doesn't realize that they are presenting it very chaotic mm -hmm. like it doesn't look right like mm -hmm. just because maybe i know how to go into canva real quick and and throw up a graphic mm -hmm. doesn't mean you should hire me as the graphic designer the right person to yeah <laughs> like right. mm -hmm. get a graphic designer where that's the only thing they know how to do mm -hmm. and don't rely and don't just be like oh, i guess i'll do it I'm like, do you know what mm -hmm. i mean like and and so i don't know my i, I just found the more the easier the business 
came for me is when I was able to like really be like, I don't do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I won't be. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yep. mm-hmm. Sorry. Like I, I'm not going to try that at exactly. any point, especially in producing because I'm like, no, I'm like, I, if you let me work in the space that I'm good at, you will get the best of me. I am mm-hmm. really good yes. in this space. Mm-hmm. But if you are now relying on me to also be folding down those lights, when I tell you, you'll be disappointed. <laughs> you will be disappointed. I say mm-hmm. that like from jump. Anytime I'm on set with people that are new and I'm producing, I always tell people, I'm like, I don't pick up the equipment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know that right away. <laughs> I'm just... And you know, I mean, <laughs> like, if I guys... would respect that because anytime somebody. It's like, oh, what can I help with? Like, I feel bad being like, nothing. nothing. Get <laughs> nothing. your ass over yeah. there and sit down. Yeah, you can actually like, help like, getting out of the way. Yeah, get yeah. out of the way. But that's really what it is. Like, you're helping me by doing nothing. Yeah. Like, stay away from me yes, so I can make sure everything gets back where it needs to I am to go. big on that, especially if you are in an on-set environment on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. It is a team. It's a team for a reason. And... Not everybody on the team is every position. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So do not try to be every position. Please. Absolutely. Nobody likes that. Mm-hmm. We don't want to see it. You don't want to see it. And I actually, <laughs> I put that in, like, I actually just did a video recently, just kind of, you know, the death of the one man band, mm-hmm. because like, that's what I'm like really trying to get away from. Yes. Like I, it was, you know, it's hustling thing. Like I had to do it and blah, 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 blah. Yes. But like it. It's got to get you to a certain point. It's got to get you to a certain point And it's, it gets, you're not giving the best of yourself at that point. At all. And then I find no what also happens is you start to cra- you start to crave a little bit praise for these things that you did that are not even your real skill set that you think are good enough. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like now you actually do want them to notice your edit. Exactly. <laughs> and you're like, hmm? like, did you see what I did? That was kind of good. Was it not? Was like, it not nah, good? Come on. And man. it's like, wait, that's not even what you actually do. Mm-hmm. Like, sure, it was cool. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. <laughs> like, we should bring in an editor. Mm-hmm. Like, or why are you doing this bit if you really don't need to do this bit? You know, mm-hmm. it's just I, I don't know. I'm 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 big on that. I get what you're saying. It's like Death to the one-man band. Mm-hmm. Death to the chicken with their head cut off. Yep. Like, you don't need to be that person. Bull in the china shop. Like, yes, you absolutely do not. And so I can always tell when I meet somebody who's operating in that space um, and thinking that that's where their value is. And they are always the person also complaining about how tired they are. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm never tired on set. Mm-hmm. I'm always happy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because I'm focused in on the thing I like to do. Mm-hmm. And I'm really good at that thing. Yeah. And so, and sure, there are certain things I want to get better at, mm-hmm. but even that, it's like one in two things. Yeah. I'm not trying to know everything here. And, and, and yeah, I, that's why I'm, I'm like, it's really a delicate balance between moving and shaking and knowing when there's an idea that I can probably produce myself. Mm-hmm. And then also knowing when there's an idea that no, my, I mean, now the leadership needs to go into finding the others mm-hmm. to add to this thing. Right. Now. Like, okay, I've done all I can. I brought it to the space. Amazing. Now who does it need? Now who's next? Like, yeah. okay. And who as a me? mover, my next task is in building out the team mm-hmm. versus like, well, I guess I could keep moving. I guess I could, I guess I could do this. I guess I could do that. It's like, yeah, but is it going to be the best use of your time? Is it really going to move the way you want it to? Is it going to get to where it needs to? Like, you could actually do more by putting that same energy into now just finding the players mm-hmm. to be involved. Right. Versus thinking, 
let me just add another instrument to my back. No, you don't. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, with you putting things together, let's talk about your your beauty documentary. Mm-hmm. Because oh my goodness. that was actually, when you told me you were going to do this beauty documentary, mm-hmm. I was like, that is a really good idea. Like, <laughs> like with the way everything is going and like all these black beauty influencers uh-huh. and, you know, the things with like TikTok and people saying, oh, you know, the black people who make everything for TikTok mm-hmm. and then it's taken away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then everybody boycotting TikTok and yeah. moving somewhere else. And like I'm like, this is gonna be a good story. Um, yeah, you know, so I love beauty in general. I love black beauty. Mm-hmm. Had the thought for years, like even talking about moving, had the thought for years. I was trying to find a way to do it and really couldn't because I was always just trying to kind of do it by myself. Um, or involving people who were not movers. And so then you're, you're basically still doing it by yourself. Stuck. Um, mm-hmm. And, uh, but at the same time, I kept constantly getting to like observe the world. I get to observe YouTube beauty influencers and social media ones. I get to be on set and observe how black actresses are treated, or I get to just observe beauty editors. Mm-hmm. Like I was just so involved in the world that it would frustrate me because I was like, I just need to do this story. Um, and so... I got it to the point that I could in the sense of I carved out my general idea. Um, I connected with as many people as I could, just telling them my frustration of like, I'm trying to move this. Is it moving? Uh, and they would give me advice. Oh, do a deck, do a sizzle. do. And so I just kept doing all the little bits, little bits. Finally got to the right producer, CJ Faison. He has a production company, Face Forward Productions. And him and I were meeting about something completely different. Mm-hmm. Um, but how I believe everything happens is you just got to keep talking about stuff. Mm-hmm. Told him, I got this big baby. Do you mind taking a look? Just to see if he'd give me some advice. Not mm-hmm. even like take it on, just advice. Yeah. Just to talk about it. And he loved it. And he just understood the magnitude of the world. Um, and he's a mover. Mm-hmm. And him and I were just, a, we just were always in sync. We're still in sync. And very much seen it morph and change. It has been redeveloped. When I first started, it was a 90-minute feature. Now it's a three-part doc series because the world is so big. Mm-hmm. And um, and luckily, CJ is also very good at bringing on the people. Mm-hmm. And so the combination of the two of us has gotten it to where it's at. Um, and so now it's coming out in the fall, three-part docu-series called The hey. Black Beauty Effect on Comcast Xfinity. Hey. And um, and I'm very excited about it. It's going to cover skin, hair, and makeup from the per- from the perspective of game changers and the influence of black beauty in the world of beauty on a whole. Mm-hmm. So it's like we cover or we speak with uh, influencers, beauty editors, uh, celebrity makeup artists and hairstylists, like just anybody that's been involved in black beauty and seen how it's had to move forward mm-hmm. is is in the project and. Um, and it's been a real blessing because it's been a project that I have been working on for a million years, but <laughs> loved it every time, never gave up on it. Mm-hmm. And so to see it now where it's being treated with like a whole team of people yeah. and like thinking about like how we're going to market it and what we're going to do. And it like, I, I cry all the time. Like we'll have like, we went to ABFF and had this big panel afterwards. I was like in hysterics, like real tears crying awesome. all the time because I just love it. And you, so you I'm very your excited. baby coming, yeah, it's coming like, to yeah, fruition. Like, yeah. I love it. I love black girls. I love black beauties. So yeah. Love it. 
Love it. So the big thing that I'm taking away from this is as a mover, in order to move forward, you need to find people. Yes. Basically. Yes. <laughs> you can't be a mover by yourself. You really, you absolutely cannot. And you can't have too much pride in asking for help. Mm-hmm. You have to. Oh, know. that's a big one, man. Say that. Yeah, listen, like you really can't. You have I to know. I do not ask people for help. You, and you really do have to ask for help. I'm horrible. I know it. You just have to ask for some advice mm-hmm. most of the time. I do that. Okay. Well, you I know, and that. that's asking for help in the sense of like the advice of like, what does this need? Mm-hmm. Like, hey, I've got this thing here. Well, what do you think it needs? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, do you like it? Mm-hmm. Does it make sense to you? Is it interesting? Mm-hmm. Um, and take everything with a grain of salt. Sometimes somebody's going to say something to you. You're going to be like, bullshit. No, thank you. Mm-hmm. And other times somebody's going to say something to you. You're going to be like, yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm. Um, and just like, I, I don't know. I always think about this business in a whole is like, like Issa said it perfectly, like network across, right? Mm-hmm. But it's more yep. than just like network across. It's like network across and then take two steps up. Take two steps and up. And then across again, <laughs> two steps up, across again. Two, and you just got to keep doing that the whole time. And that is asking for help because in your world, in your space, you're definitely going to know somebody that's going to be able to give you some perspective on what you're doing. Mm -hmm. They're going to tell you you're crazy or they're going to tell you, I love this. However, maybe you should hire that person. Mm -hmm. Maybe you should connect with this Mm -hmm. one. Have you ever thought about Mm -hmm. X, Y, and Z? And those things are going to inspire you to open up your idea to make it blossom, to like make it really work. Because any any story you hear, any movie, any anything, like it's like, even though I went to a screening last night and, and it was for a show, and the guy, the creators said they'd been working on it for six years. Wow. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. It's like, of course you've been working on it for six years. And like the, the chairman of the network basically said how he got involved was he saw a sizzle. So it's like, I'm sure by the time they got to that sizzle, they'd already had a script or they already had an idea. Mm-hmm. They already, And by the time they got to the sizzles, because somebody's like, I don't get it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, so now I have to show you. Yeah, like mm-hmm. so now I got to show you. But mind you, it's like all these steps of all these people that you got to talk to to get to these places. And I knew that even like any project I've ever done has been like that. Sometimes you're lucky where you tell somebody just a log line and they get it immediately. Mm-hmm. But most of the time... Most people are like, can you explain it further? Mm-hmm. What do you mean? Why don't you try? Why don't you this? What do you that? But all of that is really good because it helps you to narrow your stuff down further and further and further and further and further to it's just to the point where now when I say it to somebody and all I need is one reaction, like that sounds dope. That's all you're looking for. Until you get it to that though, you need to keep asking for help because if it's like, I don't quite get what you're doing. Like I, I remember the days, especially my Black Beauty one, where I would say it to black women who did not get it. They were like, and, and what about it? Like, why? Like, why? And you're like, why? Like, what do you mean, why? Like, you know what I mean? Like, why, why not? Or like, what do you mean? And that's when I realized, okay, I got to carve it out more. I've got to like get the story more solid. If somebody's not understanding, though they are the demo, they're not understanding why I'm doing it. Um, but yeah, I definitely think just talking about your ideas constantly, asking people their thoughts on it, asking people what they would do or telling them, honestly, I'm stuck. I need a little bit of help with this. I'm tired. I don't have the time. You will be surprised 
how naturally somebody would suggest someone to you. Oh, you know, this person knows that stuff. They got some free time. They might do that for you. Like, and that to me is the networking of the business is like, is like that is like the connection of like, okay, this one led me to this one and this one, you know, I, even I was saying to you earlier, like talking about the director, Pete Chapman and his book transitions. I met Pete Chapman in 2014 because I had met with a publicist who just said, I think you should meet this filmmaker who also makes content. That was it. <laughs> like there was no other reason for our meeting other than just like, you guys may connect on something. Oh, okay, cool. So then I meet with them and then it's like, now you just know this person in the business. It may work out into a partnership. It may not, but it doesn't matter. Cause like, that's how your web starts to grow within this space. And so now if say I have an idea and he's a producer, he's a director, I can easily go to him and be like, Hey, can you just give me some advice? Can you give me your pointers? Can you just, you know, and, and that's how I've been able to do anything, but I, I do find it's like it takes the vulnerability of knowing that you should ask. Just ask. <laughs> Just ask. Ask for something. I think like you said, what you did with like speaking with Dennis and Black and Sexy, like those are the things that you have to do to move to move forward. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, um, you'd be kicking yourself and overanalyzing about yourself and your skills. And sometimes that's not it. Sometimes it's more so just like, okay, I don't got the right amount of people around me. I don't got the right team. I don't have anybody I can lead. And I'm a really great leader. Like, <laughs> that's just really it. Love it. Picking up gems after gems. <laughs> so lastly, Andrea, mm-hmm. I want to talk to you about your new movie. <laughs> the movie that you starred in yep. called The Threesome. Yes. What a good movie. You invited <laughs> us to the screening. My mm-hmm. wife and I, we came down. And immediately, like, you stopped us at the door, like, hey, wait, um, <laughs> how y'all doing? Thank you for coming. I want you to know this is very adult. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and we walked out of there. We were like, we walked away from you to go get a seat. And we're like, oh, okay, it's fine. Like, she's probably just whatever. Yeah. She, you know, because I'm like, Andrew's so nice. Like, she's, she's probably just shy. Like, she probably just kissed somebody on screen. And it's like, this is super adult, guys. And no, it was real. <laughs> and it was real (laughs) and like I was talking to you about it earlier is even though it was real and I'm not one that like does like a lot of like sex scenes Mm -hmm. or even really cares to see him on TV as much when it got to the point where the title was there and it was a threesome Mm -hmm. it was so fun (laughs) yeah that it didn't feel like as uncomfortable it didn't feel uncomfortable (laughs) it didn't feel like it didn't even feel like it was like a sex scene (laughs) like you played that character so well throughout the entire (laughs) piece (laughs) good that it was like at some point this is gonna happen Like, I know it's coming, but this is great. This is a great <laughs> moment that I'm living through right here. Like, I am enjoying this journey. And then it was like, at the end, it was so funny. I'm and glad. like, it was, you did a great job. So that's, first of all, I just got to give you good. <laughs> Thank you. Like, so much praise for that. And then shout out to the director. Mm-hmm. And his name was Jamal Dado. Jamal Dado. Yeah. Shout out to him because he wrote a great film. Yeah. Like, tell me about that process. Like, how was it? Like, even just from the start, like, agents, like, hey. Yeah. Well, my agent sent me the script 
and um, and I read it, and um, it's funny. Two things happened. I I just assumed for some reason it was a self tape. I don't know why. I always I have like a million self tapes, mm-hmm. so I don't even and the emails all look the same. So I don't even read the emails a lot of time. I just look at the due date. Like mm-hmm. that's my only focus. Right. I got the script. Um, my agent said take a read. It, they said it does have nudity, but you know take a read. Tell us what you think. Um, I love when I get a full script as well and not just like some scenes or Sides. something like that. Yeah. And um, and it really did make me laugh. And I really could picture uh, Stacy, the lead character. I, I just could picture I, I had I was like, I got girlfriends like this. I like I just knew the space that she was in, honestly. And and then also at the same time, I was praying for number one on the call sheet, like just praying for it. Just. I just really want people to know that like I can handle the work mm-hmm. load mm-hmm. of the number one on the call sheet. It's big time. Get the number one. So like I just kept like that specifically. I just kept saying that. Anyway, read script. For some reason, like I said, I just assumed I was supposed to do a self tape. So we just did one. Called my friend Allison. She read with me. And I don't know why she said this. She was like, is this not just like a, a Zoom thing? And I was like, no, no, I think it's a tape. <laughs> anyway, did the tape, sent it in, off with my day. My agent's like, Andrew, where are you? And I was like, what do you mean? They're like, you're supposed to be on Zoom. And I was like, what? <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know why I did not read this email properly. I don't know what was on my mind. I don't know what. Anyway, I was supposed to be on Zoom. So I was like, oh, I can go right now. And so I hop on and I was like, sorry guys. And I think this is what helped because I was like, I'm so sorry. I, for some reason, did three scenes and put them on tape and sent them in. I don't know what I did that for because I obviously didn't need to. I, we were just going to be having a Zoom. And, and so they were then- like, oh, she's locked in. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't know what that was. So then anyway, but it was good because in it, getting to do a Zoom, I got to talk to the director and mm-hmm. talk to him really about like what, what was- the, the goal here like what do you actually see because yes the script is the show the film is called the threesome it's basically about a threesome gone wrong mm-hmm. um from the perspective mainly of my character stacy who is a bit of a prude who's trying to come out of her comfort zone mm-hmm. but it was you know it was very funny script but it was also really like raunchy mm-hmm. and wild so when you're reading it you're like whoa <laughs> what is gonna happen here anyway um so that's kind of where it went. And he, you know, was, he was like, we're open. Like, it's collaborative. It's not like you have to do this thing. And so I was like, okay, cool. Um, did that. Didn't hear from them for maybe a few weeks. And so you just kind of move on. Mm-hmm. And then next thing I know, my agent sent me an email and was like, I'm, the director wants your phone number. I'm going to send you his number, send his number to you. And he called me and he was like, look, the part's been yours, yours for the taking, you know, and this is my goal. This is what I want to do. And he just seemed so down that I was like, I can do this, even though it was very much out of my comfort zone mm-hmm. and uh, risque in that way. And my agents were just like, as long as it's tasteful and as long as, you know, we can still use it on brand. Um, but like I said, I just kept looking at it as like the sign. It was like, it was number one. And I asked for mm-hmm. number one. I just kept asking for number one and it was number one. So, and it was funny. And, and 
like I am a funny human, but I always want people to know that I'm like a funny actress. Mm-hmm. And because it's a very different position. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I felt like, okay, I'm going to get the opportunity. And then like uh, the director, he was really great because no, I was not a producer on this project, but he treated me like one. Mm-hmm. He like really kept me involved every part of the casting, every everything that they were going to do. Mm-hmm. It's like he called to tell me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, this is amazing. Like I really feel um, very involved in for a project that was such a roller coaster in the sense of like, it's raunchy, it's funny, it's like it's very black, it's like all these things. You want to have the comfortability and the looseness required for mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. And I think not only was I comfortable on set, but I was very comfortable because I trusted the director and the team like just trusted their vision Mm. that it was like, regardless of how this comes out, I know that their intent is good and (laughs) something good will happen. And so, yeah, it was like this really tight, fun shoot in Mm -hmm. LA in LaMerit Park. And, um, and I was honestly really glad to play Stacy. And so by time we've gotten to like this end bit now, I've only really watched the film once, only when I was doing ADR, mm-hmm. and um, and that was it. <laughs> and, Did and you I'm, watch it the last? No, screening? no, I never watch it. I never watch it at the screenings. I'm there. I'm there in are presence. You, are you watching? When I'm at the screenings uh, of things that I do, I watch the crowd. Well, some people do, I like. I don't mind hearing. I, like so, when we did it, when we premiered at ABFF, um, American Black Film Festival. I came towards the very end. And so to hear the laughter, Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, wow. Like, people really think it's funny. Because kind of like what Jamal, the director, said at the screening, black audiences can be very conservative. Mm -hmm. So you really, I at least was really unsure what the reaction would be. Are they going to come out of it and think it's funny? Or are they going to come out of it and be like, oh. Like, what? What's going on? Why would you do this project? (laughs) Like, I remember this actress that I knew that did a scene in in a film, and and she had, like, this really crazy, wild, sexy, that she was fully naked. And I remember looking at it and thinking, huh? Like, (laughs) why did she do this? (laughs) Like, what's going on? And I was like, I don't want anybody to do that with me. I don't want them to be like, Pardon? <laughs> Pardon? Excuse me. What? Where are we going with this? Clutches, pearls. Yeah, like I want them to know it's comedic. It is. Com- it's supposed to be funny. Um, and so, so far the project has been received that way, which I'm really glad about. And it's going to Martha's Vineyard next, um, which is a little different audience to American Black Film Festival or mm-hmm. even to our Los, An- Los Angeles audience. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. But I, so far people have been really receptive. Mm-hmm. Um, they think it's really funny and the nudity, the sex scene has been so funny for them that, yeah, it, it, ha- it isn't like this, everybody stare at your body <laughs> moment. It's more so like, oh, this crazy thing is happening <laughs> between these three people in the strangest and most awkward way possible. So it's been good. I think I think it will when you're saying like Martha's Vineyard is a different mm-hmm. uh you know demo than yeah. ABFF. I think that the 
the story is something because I think I could probably say this confidently. Maybe most people have not had a threesome. Oh yeah, you know, I, like, I think you say that pretty confidently. Most people have not had a threesome, so it's almost like you or, they put yourself, or they have, or they have. You can put yourself in those shoes and be like, "Yeah, this probably would be awkward." And then you're like walking through with Stacy, and you're like, "Oh, wait a minute." <laughs> Are they? Did they? Wait. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Hold yeah. On, let me get it. <laughs> you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. Like little stuff, like the little things that you were doing, like mm-hmm. I think that makes it relatable to yes. a lot of audiences. And that's what makes it uh, really funny. Yeah, I think that's what was, and that's how I saw Stacey when I read her, mm-hmm. was I was like, she's the everyday woman. She's the everyday person mm-hmm. who's just kind of like in this thing and trying their best and and wants to prove something to themselves. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, Stacey does it for her. And that's mostly what it's about. It's about Stacey doing it for herself. Yeah. She's had to prove something Versus like, mm-hmm. oh, you know, and, and I think that was, that's why I enjoyed it, mm-hmm. um, was for that reason that I was like, Stacey is like, like my girlfriend. It's like, I have a few friends that quite literally, they were my character inspiration the whole mm-hmm. time. I was like, they would for sure be this. They would be like, okay, what is happening? Mm-hmm. Why do I have to do this? And I was like, it's funny because I was saying to my mom, it's like in order to play Stacy, you actually can't be like Stacy. Mm-hmm. You have to be a wilder human mm-hmm. because it is so, it's like a lot. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you just have to be able to relate and understand um, her perspective on the world. And and yeah, and the script was good where uh, after the LA screening, a lot of, a few people asked me if there was any improv and I'm like, no, like the whole thing it's all scripted. was just like to the script. That's awesome. Um, the only thing Jamal had ever said was say it in your voice. Mm -hmm. You don't got to put on a voice. You don't got to act like it's got to be, you know, just say it in how you would say it. Mm -hmm. And for the most part, I pretty much stuck to all of the words. There was like only one very slight moment um, where Stacey in the script, it was like she was supposed to like take a spliff and like light it. And I was like, I don't think she would. I was like, I just don't think she knows how. I don't think she smokes weed that often. That's like, I can see that. That's yeah, that she's just kind of like, okay, sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah. Versus, like, I think she's a wine girl. Like, that's, you know, mm-hmm. and those are like tiny things. But other than that, um, yeah. So it was a really good experience for me. I like had a lot of fun doing it. And we did a lot, we did a good chunk of night shoots. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so, and I had like one trick. Like, by the time I would come into set, I just would get a black coffee and sip it very slowly the whole night, and it would keep me awake. One strong black Yeah. Coffee. <laughs> I <was> like, <laughs> and I would just, like, be only mine. I'd, like, put it in a corner, and I'd be like, off I go. Nice. Um, and But, yeah, it was overall a really good experience. And so the way it's come out, the reception that it's being, mm-hmm. that it's getting is, um, is, is good for me, but it's even better for me for the director mm-hmm. because I knew that he was betting on himself. Yeah. No, he did his thing. Yeah. Yes. Congrats to him. And <laughs> kudos. You did your thing, Jamal. <laughs> yeah. And uh, kudos to you. You did your thing. Like, I, I always think about that, like, the brand of a person. Mm-hmm. And, like, at the end of that, I felt like you just amplified your brand. Like, I don't uh, think it changed <laughs> anything. Like, I don't think it went in a negative way. Like, it was just like, yo, Andrea is crazy. Like, <laughs> That was dope as hell. You know what I mean? Yeah, good. So like, and I know like people worry about that. They do, they do, right? Because it because people will uh, pigeonhole you or Mm -hmm. change on you or you know just any of those things or even like uh, 
uh, especially kid actors, kid actor thing. I remember when I was growing up, there was like, like, there was like rumors of like, you couldn't even do as a kid, like say you did, I don't know, some kind of like CSI or something. Mm-hmm. There was like cursing in it. Mm-hmm. That now like Disney wouldn't want you. They don't want you anymore. <laughs> like, yep. mm-hmm. That would be like, oh, they've cursed on TV one time. Okay. Done. Yeah. <laughs> like, and those things are kind of hard to lose as an adult. To mm-hmm. like to be like, it is okay. I am a person. Mm-hmm. I'm allowed to do a variety of stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm an actor. Like, I had to think about all these actresses that I'm like, like that have been nude and been fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, been, fine. been just fine. It's been okay. Yeah, it's been okay. Nothing bad has happened. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like they weren't blacklisted. And so, yeah, it was um it it it's something that I'm like, I'm very excited for people to see. Because I really do think it's funny, and I really do think black audiences especially will like really like it and really enjoy the ride of the film mm-hmm. and relate to Stacey. Mm-hmm. So yeah, well, that's I could keep talking that's to you forever okay. for sure. You already know we have epic FaceTime conversations <laughs> for hours, but uh, the family does want to come back into the common area, yeah, so. Yeah. Much continued success. Thank you. Uh, I can't wait till we work on another project. I know. Again. No, but it's going to be super. We just decided. It will be, su- it will be super. Yeah. We just decided. <laughs> let, so let, let's figure that out. If you're looking to invest in a really good project. <laughs> yeah, no. Like, like we're gonna we figure, have one called We're going to figure that out. Exactly. No, we're the, definitely ne- the next pod will be actually on set. That's, that's, there that's it is. We'll Calling it. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for <laughs> coming you. and being out here. Easy peasy. I love you so much. And <laughs> I love Felix. And I wish you had a came. I would have made you guys food. But, uh. We'll see you guys soon. Yeah. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you.